If you're moving and there's three of you carrying a couch and one guy you can tell, let's go, and you can't tell which jackass that is. <laughs> Has this happened to you before, Brian? <laughs> no, I've been that jackass. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian Me, Courtney Bedard, I am a licensed clinical therapist out in the community. Brian has had a long journey with therapy and actually, like you said, you've enjoyed it. You've learned a lot from it. Yeah, I'm a lunatic. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine. And yes. thanks to therapy in a thousand different directions, we have something that we're going to discuss mm -hmm. that I think is interesting from this perspective because I talked about my obsessive compulsive disorder weeks ago mm -hmm. and how competitive I am and how everything has to be perfect with me, this is going to take this conversation to the next level. I hope it doesn't make you uncomfortable, Brian, but I have a feeling it's going to. Life <laughs> makes me uncomfortable, Courtney. <laughs> Just pile it on. He's like, go ahead. One more thing. Well, I came across this article. It caught my eye and it was all about recent studies that they've been doing about perfectionism. And the article says, would you be happier and healthier if we embraced being average. And I don't know if that sends chills through your spine when you think about your competitive nature, because you've told me before, you need to be the winner, the top dog, number one, in certain areas. The knee-jerk response I have to this is everything in moderation. And my mm -hmm. concern about encouraging people to be average is it also sends the message that, hey, there's no need to work hard and try to be the best <laughs> at anything. Just be average. Just do what everybody else is doing. And the people who who do not strive to be average, I do feel as if they are the ones who truly innovate and accomplish things. And while I have innovated nothing and accomplished little... Of course you've accomplished a lot. If I strove merely to be average, I shudder to think where I would be. Now, this is where people talk about socialism and talk about being anti-capitalist. If there's no motivation for you to work hard and see the fruits of labor, you can just mail it in like everybody else and everybody gets paid the same. I don't think either one is perfect. I think that the ideal situation lies somewhere in between. Right. I think that's the whole point of it, too. It kind of makes you go, oh, wow, this is against everything that we've been told, right? We're always told you're special. Keep going. You can strive to Nobody get Nobody ever told me that. <laughs> <laughs> and that might be why you're and striving. That's why I'm and you're <laughs> insane. <laughs> exactly. But like you had said, everything in moderation, because if you are always striving for perfection, there's a lot of times that you're going to be disappointed. You're going to feel kind of empty. I guess the whole idea being that if you're striving for something to be perfect on the outside, sometimes we think that that's going to help us to feel perfect on the inside, that everything's going to be safe and everything's going to be okay if we can just accomplish A, B, C, and D. But the truth of it is, it can still leave us feeling empty and anxious and depressed as well. So I think we have to look at the whole spectrum of this. And to write in a check mark on the positive side for striving to be average, nothing drives me more insane than this. And it was in the most recent episode of This Is Us. Every time I hear someone older telling someone younger, you can accomplish anything you put your mind to. And Jack said that to Kevin, the young Kevin, in the most recent episode. And as soon as he said it, 
I audibly blurted out, nope. (laughs) No, you can't. That's within reason. And that is also sending the wrong message. And I think it also speaks to the kind of person, if you watch the show, that Kevin ultimately became. And a lot of that caused him to exhibit some pretty unhealthy behaviors. And you could see them developing, in this case, in the weight room at a very young age Mm. as he was striving to be this top flight football player. And I think if you have followed the narrative of this show, the ultimate in letting people know that you can't accomplish every single thing you put your mind to, he suffers a catastrophic injury in high school and he was on the path to really become a huge football player. But that tore that dream away from him. So then how did he deal with it? Well, he started getting various addictions. He was self-medicating because he was told that he could accomplish anything he put his mind to. While I would always encourage people to try as hard as you can and to chase those dreams and pursue them with everything you've got, do that knowing that there are no guarantees and that's just a part of life. And I guess that actually more wise words from you today, Brian. My goodness. <laughs> I'm on a roll. Oh my gosh. Let's do two podcasts. <laughs> because while, and I talk to people about this, I feel like I consider it a failure when I went to New York and all the things that I tried to do and couldn't quite break through with acting. I would consider it, okay, I, maybe I failed at that in certain ways, but at the same time, just to believe that I could do it and that I should go there, there was a pull and there was something to be learned in that. So I think that you're right in the way of saying, okay, we have to temper it. Sometimes it's like to know, yeah, you can try as hard as you want for certain things and you might not get it. However, the journey of doing that, I think we should always be encouraged that if you have it in your heart, if you have it in your head that you want to try something to go for it and that you can absolutely try anything that you would like and hopefully accomplish something even further in certain ways than you thought you could get. Even if it's not the thing, you can learn a lot from getting getting close to the thing. You are also on a roll because you just presented the perfect example. And we had had a discussion about this earlier this week. For those of you who don't know, I host a morning radio show with Courtney now in Providence. And I have done that for most of the last 30 years in Mm -hmm. some capacity. But I have also been a writer for comedy in television and pursued that dream and lived out in Los Angeles for a time. So I constantly have people come up to me, close people and even complete strangers, looking for advice when it comes to something like this. We were watching one of our friends on television and you saw him talking about the fact that he had gone to Los Angeles for a time to pursue his entertainment career. And you said, I didn't know that he did that. Well, he just so happens to be one of my best friends. And he was toying with that and came to me for advice on that very subject. And at the time, I said to him, if you really want to do this, you're not going to get it done from here. And a lot of people said to me, and again, you don't know my story. I'm not going to bore you with it. I did get quite a bit done from here. But I was really, really lucky. Mm -hmm. But what I said to him was, if you really want to do this, you need to put yourself in the middle of that universe. And that's not going to happen in Rhode Island. You're going to need to either go to New York or more ideally be out in Los Angeles. And to his credit, he did. And he was out there for a couple of years and nothing ended up happening. And he came home, I wouldn't say with his tail between his legs because he ended up having a TV opportunity here and it's worked out pretty well for him. But what I always tell people, even in failure, the way to process something like this is, first of all, from this perspective, No regrets. At no point in my life will I ever ask myself the question, what if? Because that is going to weigh on you way more than actually trying something and quote unquote, 
failing at it. Doesn't necessarily mean it was a failure. It was just the discovery that maybe that wasn't a door that was meant to be open for you. But I also hate this saying, one door closes, another one opens. (laughs) Not necessarily. But a lot of times it does. And that's where you take it to the next level, where I did go out to Los Angeles for a time and I got really, really homesick and I didn't like the culture and I didn't like the lifestyle. And I started noticing I'd been in some ideal situations earlier where I had a lot more creative control and I saw a lot of non comedy people making comedy decisions to the extent that I said, I'm not happy here. Mm -hmm. And I think it's time for me to go home. And I went home knowing that I had all these jobs, that I had accomplished all these things, but I had to figure out by doing that this wasn't for me. And had I not done that, and had I stayed out there and just suffered through it, I wouldn't meet the wife that I have now. I wouldn't be doing this show with you. That brings me a lot of joy. I wouldn't have met a lot of other people. I wouldn't have my stepson in my life. So that's how I'm okay with it. But that's where people are putting this unnecessary pressure and driving themselves crazy. So I think from a bigger picture perspective, that's how you have to look at it. Not that you can accomplish anything you put your mind to, but you really need to try as hard as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't go the way that you want it to go, maybe you accomplish the thing that you will ultimately really want, but you just don't know it yet. Exactly. I think it's being open to that and being open to the fact that just like life, it's risky. (laughs) We don't know. We have to do, like I said, what's in our heart, what's in our head to want to do and that we have a desire for, but it doesn't mean that we know how it's going to play out and maybe it's going to play out in an amazing way and also maybe when you get there, you're going to realize that that's not exactly what you want in your life. Like you said, there's a lot of elements that you do love, writing for comedy and all the things that you do creatively, but living out there, there was a whole culture, there was a whole thing that you have to deal with at work. You were not willing to sacrifice all of that just to stay there. It was like, that's not going to make me happy. So realizing that, that can be difficult to sit with that. And to bring it back to our topic, if I was told from a very young age, don't take risks, don't drive yourself crazy, Mm -hmm. just go with the flow and be average and be okay with it. What am I going to learn from that experience and how am I really living life? Some of the thrill in life is taking those chances. And I guarantee you, you will always learn way more from your failures than you will from your successes. And I always use the analogy, I played sports into my teens, into my early 20s. I was on championship teams. I received awards for certain things. But the thing that I remember the most was the two years I was on a basketball team that went 0-15 one year and 1-15 the next year. And the thing that I cherished the most out of all of those accolades and trophies and things that I have on the wall is that one win from season two and the euphoria of the celebration of that team to just have been through all of that crap together. And then finally, for us, that was the mountaintop. And a lot of people would say, well, that's essentially a failure in the big picture, but no, you're not appreciating the moment and you're not appreciating how that defined my character in a lot of ways and taught me that it was okay to lose because without losing, there is no winning. Right. And I think that is a sweet victory, like you said, when you think back to that. But I do want to take a little spin on this. We're kind of meshing together that perfectionism and striving. But what if you still have that desire to strive without 
feeling like it has to be perfect, that it has to come out a certain way. And if you can embrace the fact that failure is part of our journey and that sometimes good enough is good enough, which is kind of part of this article. They talk about Brene Brown's book, Gifts of Imperfection. And she talks about that. And I think that's an interesting concept because I think a lot of us in our head think, okay, if I don't have this perfectionism, would I still strive to want to be the best and to get where I need to get? Maybe there's a place in the middle where maybe this is what it's pointing to is to not always feel that you have to be the best. Sometimes we're just the average in certain things, but to also keep striving at the things that we are doing well at and that we want to learn, even if it's something that we're not that good at. Do it because it's fun and because you enjoy it. As with all things, there is a line, as you say. And when it comes to giving people this kind of advice, watch your wording. Mm. And if you are encouraging somebody to be average, that can be taken in a lot of different ways. And I think in most instances, not productive ones. <laughs> I think you should encourage people to be the best that you can possibly be and that you're not going to be that in every area for as much as you would like to be. Sometimes you just have to accept that things are going to go the other way. I was talking with my dad last night, mm-hmm. having a discussion about getting older, and we're going through this whole COVID thing. The numbers are blowing up here in the ocean state. He just lost my mom. I just lost my mom. He's probably not going to be with anybody on Thanksgiving. And And it breaks my heart. And while it breaks his heart, he said to me, well, if I wasn't able to be there to hold your mom's hand at the time of her passing and I could get through that, then I can most certainly get through this. Now, that's somebody learning from a disappointment and accepting fate. And then we just had this conversation about getting older and things that you have to accept. And we were talking about a recent doctor's appointment of mine. And he said, did he say anything about your weight? And I said, yeah, you know, he's mildly concerned about it. I'm a little chubby. But he's not crazy concerned about it. And while I drive myself a little bit nuts when I say, God, it was so much easier to drop this when I was 35. Mm -hmm. At some point, I just have to accept the fact that I'm not 35 anymore, that I'm never going to look as good as I did 15 years ago. I hate that we're not 35 anymore. I know. (laughs) But you understand it's really the (laughs) same principle where it's just like, yeah, I want to look like Ryan Gosling. (laughs) I didn't at 35. (laughs) I'm certainly not going to tomorrow. I just have to be okay with who I am and make the best of that. We say it all the time. Look at yourself in the moment within which you are existing and Mm -hmm. say, how can I make the most of this? What would be the best possible outcome that I should strive for? And if it doesn't go that way, how am I going to be able to deal with and accept it? Right. And it's all about not having that black and white thinking, having more of the gray area. And Mm -hmm. like you said, having that acceptance, but also trying to be the best that you can be within that realm rather than saying, that's it. I want to look like I did when I'm 30 and I'm just going to eat practically nothing. (laughs) Or on the flip side, (laughs) screw it. I'm going to totally let myself go. (laughs) And that's where the line is. Like, no, you don't want to be either one of those things. But Mm -hmm. if you can be two parts of that one thing, I think you're in a much better situation. And acceptance, that was a big thing. Surrendering to certain things, having acceptance for certain things. But it is difficult, I think, when people have that perfectionist attitude. They might say, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good for other people. But for me, things have to go a certain way and they have to be a certain way. But that can be tough for your relationships. It can be tough for your friendships. It can be tough for the people who care about you. It can just be tough on your relationship with yourself. So I just encourage people to really think about that, some of those grayer areas and how 
having some of that acceptance. And I do this with clients sometimes. I'll say, okay, good enough is good enough. Sometimes that just has to be where you need to leave it. Because we can perseverate on things and be like, why can't it be like this? You strive to be at this level where, like you said, there may be other circumstances that prevent you from getting to that level. We've also been down this trail numerous times recently, and we need to revisit it. Just because you think that there is this one thing that is going to make you happy Mm. doesn't make you right. And buyer beware and be careful what you wish for. Because I have even said in the past, if I can just get this job, if I can just make this amount of money, Mm -hmm. if I can just be with this girl, I have had way more of those things that I got to my destination and had them blow up in my face Mm -hmm. than things that I got there and said, oh my God, this is everything I thought it was going to be and more. It's never that. (laughs) Even the best situation ever. I've told the story of Phil Hartman at Saturday Night Live. You think that this is Nirvana. You have no idea how hard this is. This is why there's so much turnover here because people think it's going to be one thing and it's another. And most of it isn't good. A lot of it is great. But until you reach that destination, and that's the thing, we're constantly learning. Mm. And the only way that you can learn and see is to try, get there, assess the situation there and say, I can put up with this or I can't. And regardless of the result, I have to be okay with either one. If I don't like where I am, where do I turn my attention next to try to achieve the same thing in a different way? Mm -hmm. And also by learning, I can't put all of my eggs in that basket. If I can't have this, then I'm not going to be happy. Right. Well, you know what? Then you're going to be unhappy for your entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, too, of all in kind of how we are looking at it and how we are reframing things for ourselves. And I have to think, too, I was reading this article about there's different ways of being a perfectionist, and they've shown that maybe people who are trying to strive and get better and better, they are actually happier than the people who are the perfectionists in the way of that they can't deal with failure, they can't sit with that. So I think that's another distinctive point to be made in all of this. But I have to tell you, Brian, when when I went for life coach, when they put you through going through all your training and stuff, there were times when we had to do things and we had to embrace failure or embrace things that we didn't like. And so we had to go around and do things. And one of the things, if you messed it up, you had to go, ta-da, I failed. <laughs> and you had to do And I can only imagine you'd be like, I'd have time for nothing else. I'd be saying ta-da 24-7, baby, 365. But the point of it was, is to start to get comfortable with that, to be like, we only grow and we only get better by falling down by actually taking chances to strive. When we put our hat in the ring, it's not always going to work out. But we are growing every time we do that. But it can be very painful when it doesn't deliver. It's better to have loved and lost Mm -hmm. than never to have loved at all. Brett Michaels knew exactly what he was talking about. (laughs) And I never thought that he would serve as that philosopher for me. But it is totally true. And I say this constantly to people. Nobody gets married thinking that they're going to end up divorced. Mm -hmm. But how many Many people do. And just because that doesn't work out doesn't mean your life is over. It's just that, well, wasn't supposed to be that person for as much as I thought it was and for as much as I prepared myself Mm -hmm. for that. And now I've had my heart torn out. If you want to be the average person, you can say, well, I'm never going to put myself in that situation again. I'm never going to throw myself out there. And that's where not only do you settle for being an average person, you might be even less than that. Mm -hmm. And you're never going to improve your situation. You've got to be willing to take those risks. Yeah, taking those risks. And it's really important to 
have a support team around you and people, maybe friends that you encourage one another, but you're also there for each other to say, hey, to help dust you off when things aren't going so well. I think that's really important because sometimes we can be really critical and our perfectionism can kind of rub off on other people or we can be a little judgmental about, hey, what are you trying to do? Let's be encouraging of people, especially when they're doing their best, they're out there trying. And don't be surprised if one of them lets you down mm-hmm. and don't let that defeat you too much because that is going yeah. to happen. And you're not the first one to whom that will happen, nor will it be the last time for you mm-hmm. between now and the end of time. They always say you can't love anybody else until you love yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you are looking for everything, and again, we talk about those lines, if you are buoying yourself up via yeah. the encouragement of others exclusively mm-hmm. while you're not okay with yourself, if you're moving and there's three of you carrying a couch and one guy you can tell, let's go, <laughs> and you can't tell which jackass that is. <laughs> Has this happened to you before, Brian? <laughs> no, I've been that jackass. <laughs> He's like, I'm just going to kind of put it down a little bit, see if they notice. Yeah. But the thing is, it's everybody working together, yeah. but you've got to put the work in, too, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I can just picture you, though. You just... <laughs> it's like, I just need to rest for a moment. Can I have a beer break? <laughs> you know what? The gun show is going to take a bit of a time out. <laughs> but the gun show is not going to alert anybody. <laughs> Courtney, oh my gosh. I don't want to be unreasonable and say this was the perfect podcast, but I will tell you this. It was an average. Oh, yes, it was very good. <laughs> Above average, I have to say. <laughs> it is Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Libsyn. You can just Google it. We are on social media at Cat Country Mornings in many spots. I'm also Brian Mulhern on Facebook at Brian Cat Country on Twitter. You go by Courtney Kelly Bedard yeah, in a number of spots. Yeah. And hey, if you want to be more confused, you can also get in touch with us through a segment that we do on our radio show. Yes, Wellness Wednesdays. We do a little coping, a little support each week on Wednesday mornings. And you can always catch us on catcountry.com, the Wellness Wednesday page. You can listen to previous episodes. You can also get your hands on some great resources and support. If you hear one of those previous episodes and you say, well, that was kind of average, realize that we're okay with it. (laughs) And we just wasted 20 minutes of your time telling you why. (laughs) And you know what? We hope to waste more of your time for episode 26. Come on back. But in the meantime, thanks for joining us right here on the couch, coping right along with Courtney and Brian.